Hey, this is Gary. This is Mike. And Daniel. We're not professionals. We're just three addicts sharing our experiences, strength, and hope regarding recovery. Having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to other addicts and to practice these principles in our lives. Hello, welcome to another episode of the 12th Step Podcast. This is Mike. And this is Gary. And this is Daniel. Tonight, we're going to... uh, we're going to respond to an email that we've received, um, uh, and I think it's a it's a hard hitting email. So it's yes. something that's going to that's going to require some attention and uh, and and some real thought provoking questions that are asked from uh, from some of our listeners. So this is a this is a, a, our response. Uh, Daniel, would you go ahead and read the email? Yeah. So this email comes in from the McAndrews, and it says, "Hi guys, I enjoyed listening to your podcasts. Here is my dilemma." My husband acted out for seven years, traveling businessman in New York City, female roommate who I knew about who wound up having friends with benefits, and Ashley Madison, and Craigslist serial affairs plus huge addiction to porn. I found out about two years ago. Two disclosures, two polygraphs, a lot of love for each other, initially dug in with Carol the coach and help heal help her heal intense therapy, CSAT, weak men's group, no step work, no response to my impact letter. Thinks if he is loving and does nice things for me, that is enough. He has had one relapse that I found out about and lusts after Asian women right in front of me. I love him, but am nearing the end. Can you address men who think they are special and do not need step work? Men who think they are special. This well, is a, this is a particularly difficult topic uh, because this, uh, this this obviously speaks to my circumstance an awful lot. Yeah, mine too, actually. Yeah, so it's something that uh, that hits right at home. So first of all, first and foremost, my heart goes out to the McAndrews. Yes, they're in a tough situation and and dealing with some very very difficult things. Uh, to both of them, to yeah. a spouse who's been uh, who's experienced a tremendous amount of trauma in her life, and to a husband that is, uh, uh, or significant other, I don't know their circumstance, but to this individual who who clearly is unaware of of the difficulty he's he's involved with and the yeah. damage, uh, clearly not aware of the wake of of damage and pain that he's caused and and continues to to do, and and then he's on a path of self destruction. Yeah. There's just no possible. There's just no possible good end to this sort of thing. So, so to both of them, um, want to address a couple of things um, to husbands or to to people who believe that they don't need step work. Men who think they're above all of that sort of stuff. Want to address that? Uh, my experience with those that participate in the SAA groups, uh, they come in two forms. One that we've classified and talked about on our podcast before about being a tourist, mm-hmm. and and then the others who really step in and, and really see that they've you know they've damaged themselves, they've damaged their relationships, they've damaged and hurt people that they really care about. Do the step work, yeah. really get involved with the step work. A tourist, what I see more often in the experience of a tourist is somebody who goes to those meetings and oftentimes are interested in demonstrating to their significant other, to their spouse, to whoever it is. That look, I'm really making an effort. Hey, here. look, I'm doing something. Look yeah. at me. Look at me. Look at me. I'm doing something. I'm going to these meetings. Yeah. Nothing they say sticks to me. Um, I'm Teflon. 
none of that stuff really applies to me, but everybody in my universe thinks that I'm really working hard yeah. to get better. That's my experience with tourists, those who really don't see themselves as having to work the steps. Well, and I'll be honest, I was there for many years. Sure. sure. I mean, I was definitely there. You know, I've done a disclosure. I've done a polygraph, you know, and for the longest time, I mean, I, I, I'm, this hits me too. It's like, yeah, I just thought, hey, if, as long as I love her, as long as I'm doing nice things for her and doing what she's asking me for, that I, that's enough. I can right. get through this. But that's not the truth. You no, no. have to do the work. Yeah, and half efforts... <laughs> avail nothing yeah, right right i i want to i want to to just kind of interject and answer the question about who needs to do step work really sure. quick mm-hmm. um my my well thought out opinion is that everybody mm-hmm. could benefit from doing step work oh yeah and people who find lasting su- success um have done step work now i will throw out the caveat that there are some people out there who have found great success and maybe not have gone through a formal 12-step program but in one form or another they have done the same work right yeah right okay you don't you you just don't get better unless you do the kind of work that the 12-step program outlines absolutely yeah i mean you can go to therapy and if you're digging into what's causing that i mean really from what I've learned for me is all my acting out behaviors was the symptom. You know, yeah. it was like the sneezing and the cold, the runny nose. Right. You know, when we started digging in and finding, okay, well, what's really going on, you know, inside me? What What is causing this infection, so to say? That's when I started finding, right. you know, sustainable uh, clean time. Right. And then on top of, you know, and, and, and that's what the step work I found it does because you got to dig in. Then you go to therapy, and I could talk about that and go on, or working with my sponsor, with Gary and that. That's where it really started digging, because like, it's like, okay, well, X, Y, Z is happening because you know of my trauma, my abuse, and stuff like that. And I've learned coping mechanisms and ways to avoid pain and sadness right. and boredom and loneliness. And I think that's the, that's the piece that I, whoever, whoever the... The, the husband is the right? husband in this particular circumstance. I hope he hears loud and clear. He doesn't understand as of yet that that he just doesn't have some, you know, some unusually you know excessive libido that that's causing him to act this particular way. Mm-hmm. What he's really trying to do is is he's really really trying to understand his world from the time he first started. I mean, these issues were developed in yeah. him at a very very young age, and so uh, you know. He, what what could be what could be playing out right in front of us literally is is as you hear the pain of this of this couple mm-hmm. and their circumstances is he's dealing with some circumstances that were so long ago that he doesn't simply remember or understand how they affected him yeah. and so he's not getting real he's not getting honest he's not getting he, and until he addresses those particular issues the underlying issues it's not like he's unique mm-hmm. it's not like no. he's no. he's somehow some way different than the rest of the population that's out there He's not any of those things. He's just dealing with his world the way he knows how to deal with his world. And when you can peel that back and start to understand his world and how he got to that spot, that's when he can start making some serious recovery. And it's through therapy and step work that's yeah. going to allow him to, to, to that luxury, that, that ability mm-hmm. to peel that all back. Well, and one thing that, you know, Shane, our therapist, uh, was, the, the most, was probably the most powerful thing for me when I was sitting in there because it was always like, you know, 
I have my trauma, my abusive childhood and stuff like that, and all X, Y, Z, all this stuff. And, you know, and, and I have this thinking error that I'm, you know, unique in the universe. No one's gone through what I've right. done and right. so on and so forth, thinking I'm this special person and it's okay to do all these things and cope this way. And, you know, he just looked at me and said, you're not special. No. <laughs> you're right. not unique in this. Right. Everyone's going through the same stuff. You know, it's the same thing, just a little different story. That's right. That's right. And so when it comes down to this, you know, you know, men who think we're special, we're not. Right. You know, the situations that lead us here, it may be a diff- slightly different, but it's still the same thing. It would be interesting in his, his circumstance. You know, she, she points out the fact that he's lusted after Asian women mm-hmm. um, right in front of their, you know, right in front of them. And, yeah, and, right and, and that hurts. Yeah. If he were to be honest, if he were to get really honest about what is driving some of those uh, some of those fantasies. Mm-hmm. You know, there's lots of worksheets in Patrick Carnes' early books uh, about about addressing those kind of fantasies because yeah. those fantasies are literally windows to his soul. Yeah. And so if they if he would take the time, if you just simply take the time to understand what really is going on and take a real introspective look about what drives some of those fantasies, uh, if, I mean, li- literally look that ugly beast right in the yeah. eye. And you'll find an awful lot about about his history and about his past and what puts him in that place. Yeah, you know, I remember and this would have been in 2011 after I was kind of busted. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, um, I remember looking up the 12 steps and kind of looking over them as a checklist and thinking to myself, "Oh, I've done that. I've sure. Done that. Oh, yeah, sure. I did that too. You know, and not not kind of doing any of the work and actually having a very similar thought that if I just do nice things, right, it will be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and do you know what? I tried really, really hard and that lasted about six or eight months before I was right back in and acting out worse than I had ever done yeah. before. And then by 2013, I attempted suicide, you know, uh, you know, that half efforts don't work. Well, and, and, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm kind of thinking of an analogy because I had a friend that, that they flip homes, but they they found this home that the previous owner just threw a sheet of pla- uh, not uh, drywall over another sheet of drywall, but it was covered in black mold, and so they just threw that over, and it didn't you know it, it looked nice, it, it it felt pretty and looked nice and everything, but that mold just grew and grew and got worse, and that's kind of like this, you know, yeah, if you're being nice, mm-hmm. you're not fixing the problem, and it, it's just gonna keep lingering and getting worse. You know, when I when I look back on my thought processes in the moment, I was still trying to exercise some control, yeah, some right. kind of power over. Yeah, and over I'm myself. sure this guy yeah. is too. Well, yeah, and you know that first first step is to admit that you're powerless. Right. right. You know. Um, yeah. You have to do the work. Have to there's do the work. there's no other way there's no other way to get the results. Now, like I like I said before, the, the 12 step or 12 steps are tried and true. Yeah. Right. You they are a great tool. Uh you need you need to get a therapist, you need some group therapy experience, you know, there's you know, thousands and thousands of hours that 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 prove that that these things Work. lead to long-term sobriety. Right. Now, as I, as I said before, um, 
you might find a program or something that works for you that might not be quote unquote the the 12 steps but it will do essentially the same yeah, work right so yeah you're you need to do the work. That's all there is to it. Well, is to and, it. and for this couple to heal, they're going to have to do work together too. Yeah. I think there's some specifics I want to address too in this situation, at least just as it's been played out in the email. Yeah. Uh, the first and foremost is, is that he will not get healthy until he decides he wants to get healthy. That's yeah. true. You can't. So, so that adds <sighs> then to the other component of what we've talked about. You know, that some of the things that, that came out of that two polygraphs, now, whether he submitted to the polygraph as a result of some pressure from, you know, from one or the other or somebody mm-hmm. to, you know, to do that, um, this isn't something that's managed by somebody else. This yeah. is an internal management. Yeah. He decides that he wants to get healthy, and when that happens, the use and need of a polygraph almost is irrelevant. Right. Mm-hmm. He has to decide that he wants to get healthy, though, and there's not, and until that decision has been made, there's nothing that can be done right. about it's it. It's that willing piece. That's exactly I, right. I, when somebody is willing, I have, and, and I don't use this word lightly, I have seen miracles. Absolutely. I have seen people t- turn their whole lives around. But well, I have I, also seen the opposite. Right. When yeah. somebody doesn't want to be helped or is not There's ready. Nothing There's anybody nothing anybody can nothing do. anybody can do. No. You, well, you can't care more or work harder than, than, yeah, they, do. than they do. I mean, for me, it, you know, this last time it was me that said, I'm done. Right. I'm the one that went to my religious leader. <clears throat> Which then, you know, by the mercy of God, I ended up with, you know, meeting Gary. And then Gary told me to meet, you know, our therapist, Shane. You know, and I'm talking to Shane, and he's like, well, you know, to to work with me, you have to be part, you have to do the Sage One group. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, normally you have to wait like two or three months. But lucky you, it starts tonight. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. You know, so it just, it fell in. And, you know, it hasn't been easy. Right. Yeah, I've definitely had my, my moments where... You know, I, I've been like stuck in a corner, yeah. and everyone's like pointing their finger at me, yeah. uh, but in a good way, not a bad way. And, and I had every time I've had to make the choice: yeah. am I willing to keep doing this? Am I willing to, to do the work? And so it's not easy. You, right. know, you have to keep doing it. Even had, even this last week, I had to make decisions of yeah. okay, I need to come to my my own rescue. I need to step up because I'm slacking off a little here. One of the things that motivates addicts. Um, to tip to finally hit that spot to say that's it it's coming from internal rather than some external source right right? yeah is they have to hit bottom yep rock bottom they have to hit rock bottom and uh clearly it doesn't sound like in this particular circumstance that rock bottom is existing now i don't i don't i'm not a marriage counselor and i certainly don't say you know leave him or stay with him or do anything like that to encourage rock bottom remember we're we're only peeking through a keyhole you know exactly but but I have seen lots of circumstances in people that I've worked with and people that I've mentored and, and uh, where divorce has literally occurred, which has been, in some cases, some of the greatest blessings in the lives of the addict, particularly mm-hmm. as they kind of put things back together, because what that defines for them is a very clear rock bottom. Yeah. Right. And I think, you know, I think uh, in, in this particular circumstance or in their circumstance, he needs to find what his rock bottom is, hopefully. Hopefully, God willing, he is a high bottom, yeah. rock bottom, yeah. right? Uh, that he's that he's recognizing the the fact that uh, that you know, this is some serious pain and consequence that's going on here, not only for the people that I love, but for my own self. And that's one thing he's not recognizing is, is the damage he's doing to his own self. Um, and there's so or much at stake. Maybe even his wife. It, Absolutely, it seems like. So the point being is, is I hope he finds that, and when he does find that, now the only question then is, is uh, you know, for the 
for the party that's been really hurt, that's lived through all this trauma. Do they want to sit and live through that? Yeah. You know, I remember lots of circumstances where people are saying to me, Mike, why is it that my wife is leaving me at a point in time when I am getting better? Look at me. I'm making progress, mm-hmm. and she's not seeing the better me. She wants to leave before that all happens. And uh, that's that's certainly her choice. That's certainly that's the only answer I have for him is that she gets to have her choice and say in all yeah. of that. Well, but and, it's, and not only that, because, you know, that's that's my situation. You know, yes, I'm getting better, but how much damage have I caused right. before I got to this point? You know, my getting better doesn't outweigh how much right. damage I've caused. Right. And at this point, you know, like this lady, you know, she's still trying. It sounds like she, yeah. she's nearing the end, but she's still... She loves him. She's, she yeah, loves him. She, and loves she him. does. She's yeah. like, give me some glimmer of hope right. here. And, you know, which is great. You know, but for my situation, you know, she she was just at the end. Yeah. You know, the rope was gone. You know, the scales were way overbalanced. It didn't matter how much extra work I did. It wasn't enough at that point, which, which was fine. And and she made her choice and, you know, I hope she's happy when she, as she's moving forward. Yeah. Um, now the question is, is if I go into another relationship, am I going to be better in this one than I was before and continue the progress I'm making instead of just saying oh, okay well it's a new relationship i don't need to worry about yeah. that yeah. And, and yeah i definitely don't want to repeat those i just don't think i i you know my advice to her is i simply don't think that she wants to live her life looking over her shoulder oh yeah no i don't yeah, i don't no, blame she her wants at all. to he needs to find himself he needs to find his own zen he needs to find his own peaceful place and it's difficult to do obviously with so much instability and so much yeah. uh, so much happening here um uh, he, and he, he needs to get serious about his recovery. Yeah, clearly, because uh, you know Shane is always very fond of saying these. You know, addicts end up in basically three three places. That's either in recovery, or they're yeah. in the grave, or they're in an institution or yeah. incarceration. But yeah. I think that that's the same as it's an institution. institution. Yeah. So you know, my point being is, is that the path of this sort of stuff heads down, uh, and and we have even sitting at this own table, we have you know some of all of that yeah. going on. So. So and I, it doesn't happen to everybody, doesn't, you know, there's a lot of people who go a really long time without avoiding all, one of those three, you know, but, but it sure catches up to a lot of us. Yeah. And so I hope for his sake, I hope for their sake that he finds, he finds some help because this is a, this is a mean disease. Yeah. It just simply is a mean disease. Well, and the nice step, part about that step work is it helps you identify that, you know, because yeah. I'm sure he's trying to control something. Sure. And, you know, letting go of that control by saying, I'm powerless. Right. You start depending on people to help, and then you start talking about it. And that power, whatever that is, starts lessening. Yeah. You know, my my childhood abuse and my trauma, it's it's to the point where it, it doesn't affect me. It used to be, you know, I remember in my second marriage, I had a therapist that started honing in on that. And I'm, and I'm like, nope, nope, we're not talking about that. We're talking about the marriage. That's <laughs> yeah. it. You know, and I remember walking out of there, like, turning to my ex, saying, we're done. I'm done. I'm not going back to therapy. No. Yeah. And, you know, I could, you could see her, you know, her demeanor changed. And at that point, things just started falling apart quickly. But I wasn't aware enough at that time to go, okay, why am I freaking out like this? Right. There's probably something there. Yeah, that's right. Um, it wasn't until years later that, uh, you know, I just, yeah. those memories came up to the surface enough for me to go, oh, crap. I have to, uh, you know, I, I was abused. 
and things like that. So I think that's another piece that we probably haven't even addressed. I, I have no idea from this email, you know, the age of folks who we're talking about. Yeah. They may be very young, maybe very old. But yeah. the point being is, is that, uh, and I think that's relevant, is, is mm-hmm. because people need experience enough to realize that, you know what, this is causing me pain. Mm-hmm. This is causing me hurt. And it's causing pain and significant hurt to those that I love. And that takes some years to develop. So, you know, I hope that uh, that that piece of it is also relevant. So I cut you off. I'm sorry. No, I'm just, you know, he said he thinks he can make things right just by being really, really nice. And I want to say, brother, you need to do something really, really nice for yourself and get some help and do some work. Because it's very obvious to me from this email that, that your wife really loves you and there is probably so much good there that is worth working for really you know yeah and i just i don't know there's the 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 email is dripping Mm -hmm. with gift yeah there's so much good about what she's saying and what she's hoping for in him yeah I mean, him. What a gift! I mean, kind of gift. Going off of what you're saying, you know, if if he thinks that, you know, being nice, you know, or or giving gifts or whatever, the greatest gift you can give your wife is recovery. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just and and yourself. Yeah, live a better life. It's right there. Yeah, it's right there, and it's so much better than you You can't even imagine. You can't even imagine. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's uh, you know. I mean, you could just listen to past episodes of, of Gary telling his story, uh, you know, compared to what it was. And, you know, there's a recent story that happened with you um, and something your wife said. And, you know, it oh, brought yeah. you to tears Yeah, uh, with something one of your, fr- your your boy's friends were joking about. And, you know, I remember, you know, you said that she said, oh, I, I wouldn't believe that he would do that. I mean, yeah. y- you can get to that point. Yes. Yeah. Trust but, but it's going to take work. And it's going to be worth it. But it is so worth it. And do you know what? You need it. Yeah. Yeah. We all do. I mean, we've all been there. We've been in that place where it's like, nope, not me. I don't have a problem. But when we really toss the dice, you know, at least for me, I can say this, you know, when it came down to it, yeah, I needed this. And I'm a much better person because of my recovery. My recovery for me has been this path of discovery that I've just absolutely loved. I mean, I would think that he would want an answer. Why is it that when I'm, why is it when I'm out in public and I have this, ex, I have this experience that, that, that when I have an Asian walk in front of me, what, what is this, what is this, what happens to me? Why? Why? Yeah. Right? Know your whys. Know yeah. your whys, right? Why is it that I feel like I need to have... I need to have this loving relationship with this individual and have this friend with benefit circumstance over here. Why why do I have to have this constant overloaded sex life? And why can't I stop? And why can't I, I stop? Because I know this person has had those That's thoughts. That's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. Oh, my goodness, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> All of those things I would think he'd want answers for. Yeah. She clearly does. Yeah. She clearly does. So... So yeah, what is the, what's the motivation? Why, why, why wouldn't you want to step yeah. to head down that? Path? I would say fear. Fear's a big piece of Pride. it. Yeah, because okay, if I start digging down this, what else am I gonna find? Well, do you know what? It's also really, really scary to accept responsibility for something because then yeah. you're gonna have to do something about it. 
And there might be some guilt and shame yeah. mixed in but, there too. But doing something about it will at least bring some peace. Yeah. I, I would, I've got to think that this sort of lifestyle yeah. does not bring any amount of peace. No. Well, of course it doesn't. It didn't for me. It didn't, didn't for, for you. Me. It didn't not for, you. for me. No. Yeah. So oh, that's hard. It just makes my heart hurt. Yeah. It does. It does. There's lots of pain, lots of pain in that email, but there's also lots of hope. And that's oh, a man. beautiful thing. I uh, honestly, I wish my wife would have, my ex-wife would have done something like this. Yeah, you know, a letter like this. Yeah, there's it's it's full of hope. There's lots of gift in there. Yeah. You know, it's just a it's a beautiful thing to see two people who really care about each other but simply just don't know the path. And so yeah. I hope they find it. I do too. I and I wish them Godspeed. Absolutely, both of them. You know, absolutely. So, well, with that, uh, first of all, thank you very much for the email. Thank you very much. We always love to hear from our listeners. Uh, sort of direct some conversation that perhaps we can have. So Let us know how it goes. Yes. Or even additional information. Yeah. Maybe we can get some clearer answers. That would be great. Yeah. So I hope this episode helped. I hope you had this episode helped a lot. And that uh, that what you come away from this episode is, is that there really is another side to this and that, that there really is hope and that there really is healing yes. and that there really is possibilities yeah. for you. And so. if you'll do the work, it will work. It will. It will. Yeah. So with that, this is Mike saying, do the, do the work necessary to find the peace that recovery can bring. And this is Gary saying, do the next right thing. And this is Daniel saying, find the humility in your recovery. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We would love to hear from you. If you have any questions, thoughts, or concerns, or have any suggestions for future episodes, please contact us at 12thsteppodcast at gmail.com. That is one, two, T-H, step podcast at gmail.com as a fellowship of recovering addicts sex addicts anonymous offers a message of hope from anyone who suffers from sex addiction check out saa-recovery.org